podcast uses profanity and topics may be disturbing for some listeners. Listen at your own risk. Welcome to Hell on Hills podcast. I'm Bryce. I'm Amanda. And hello, welcome to an episode. 85? Yeah, yes. 85. Yeah, yeah, that sounds right. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's right. It's, I, we're getting up there in age. I stopped tracking. From what I hear, after a certain age, your your birthdays just become offensive, and I think we've hit that mark. Um, how dare you call our episode numbers offensive? I didn't call the episode numbers offensive. I called ages offensive. Okay, well, we won't call it an age then. Okay. But good news. Yes. <laughs> I have my monitor back. Oh, yeah. So you can, you, you can see now more things. Yeah, I can see what I expect to see. So that's that's fixed. So that's good news. Okay. That that uh, that does sound like good news. <laughs> uh it only lasted a day like that. So uh, Amazon Prime to the rescue next day shipping or next day delivery. That must be nice. We don't have that here in the I don't know. I was going to say the butthole of the south, but you're telling me you have no Prime options with next day delivery? Oh, yeah, we do. Uh, I looked at it today, actually. Um, We have Prime options. And the Prime delivery date that I looked at today, before 12, was Tuesday. Three days away. Well, okay. Not everything for me is next day. Like, I have the things that are, like, you'll get it in three days or whatever. I just happened to look for one that was next day. I've never gotten the next day option. Oh, yeah, I made it happen. So we just looked for that option. I made sure I had that filter on because I was like, I, nope, no can do. But it's okay. We survived one recording episode that way. <laughs> we got through it. We made it. That's what matters. I'm sorry. I keep touching my eyes and I cut up a jalapeno. And uh, Uh-oh. yeah, so you're making it worse. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, I have one other uh, kind of update. Okay. I don't know how much of an update it really is. So you know, you know when the transfer is and all that stuff. But we sh- uh-huh. we started shots again. I should have brought one of the syringes or one of the needles in because they're was- intramuscular shot. No, no, I hate it. I hate where right. what muscle? My butt. Ah, the the best muscle. I can't the do them on my own. Yeah, something. Ugh. I make Cody do all of them. So we started those. Um. I now live with a heating pad on my butt. <laughs> Sounds fair. It hurt so bad the first time I ordered a numbing cream. I was like, nope, no can do. We're not doing that again. Ugh. Yeah, so that's where we're at. We started the intramuscular injections. And the transfer is coming up real soon. I guess by the time everyone hears this, I'll have already done the transfer. I think this one comes out on the... 11th of June? Uh, I've got a calendar here somewhere. Uh, Yeah, it comes out on the 11th of June. So by the time you guys hear this, I will know if it worked or not. That's exciting. So, yeah. But that's that's my only update is transfers right around the corner. I started the shots that I really, really hate with a fiery passion. And now I just sit on a heating pad all day. It doesn't sound like the heating pad sounds quite nice after a while, but not not for the reason that you're doing it though. But it's real warm. 
Like it's uh-huh. not, it's like I'm not comfortable because of the heat, but also it feels so much better to sit on the heating pad. Than not. And not be miserable. Like the first injection, I think I've just decided what's happened is the first day I was limping around because it hurt to move uh-huh. in certain ways. The second day, everything hurt. So the limp just kind of evened out because I was limping on both sides. Well, I was going to ask if it had to be the same side every time. At least you get to. Yeah, alternate. <laughs> so, But both cheeks are just hurting all the time, all day, every day. <laughs> Granted, we've only done a couple, so I guess I can't complain because I know, like, this is going to go on for a few weeks. Oh, you can absolutely complain. You are getting shot in the ass every day. I think everyone here is like, no, by all means, complain. Amanda, if it works, if the uh-huh. transfer works, I have to do these injections until 10 weeks of pregnancy. Amanda's face just fell. Like 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 keep like yes. like you're doing it and then they're like congratulations, you have a baby inside you. Here's some more ass shots. Basically, until you're 10 weeks pregnant. That is the worst consolidation prize I've ever heard. Okay, is but it, is it consolidation? <laughs> I think I used the wrong word there. Consol- uh consolation there it is yeah it's not a consolidation at all (laughs) (laughs) well okay but let's i'm trying to think on the bright side so right now i have to pay for all of the shots out of pocket because my insurance doesn't cover anything which that's fine like i knew that going into this but once we find out if we're pregnant the shots are no longer for infertility they're covered by insurance okay so that's good that's also jacked up but that's good well, my insurance covers diagnosis of infertility, but not treatment. Wow. So they're basically like, here, you're screwed. You're on your own about it. Yep. That's wonderful. Yeah. That's why it's taken us so long to actually like pull the trigger is because we are like, we can't afford it. We have to save up for it. And then we both got new jobs that were higher paying. And we're like, wow, we just saved up for IVF and a cruise. Let's do it. <laughs> That's great. Okay. That's so. good, at least. It's still just our, our healthcare system is a joke. Oh, God, I know. They can do a genetic test at 10 weeks for when you are pregnant. And we did that because I want to know if there's any, you know, anything genetically different with my child. And through that genetic test, they also tell you the sex of the baby. So you find out like super early. Um, well, we did that test with Annie and my insurance covered it. We had two insurances at the time. I had one with the city and then we had james's uh this time we only have james's and after we took the test we found out that they don't cover it because it's experimental and unnecessary uh so we're gonna have to pay 999 dollars for that but um uh-huh. yeah we're gonna pay it because i want to know i could have done the genetic testing on the embryos i just opted not to like i couldn't know what the gender of the embryos right now i just opted not to yeah y'all want a surprise Yes, that's the other part is we do want a surprise. So right now, obviously, that might change, like, down the road. But right now, Cody and I have decided that if it does all work, we're not going to know the gender until it's out in the world. Oh, that's fun. Are you going to be okay with Cody knowing before you, though? How will he know before me? Because he's going to, I assume he's going to be there and he's going to see it first. That's fine. He can come. He can shout out. It's a thing. Okay. It's a, it's a, it's a baby. <laughs> I can stand by my head anyways. Um, 
No, well, but I give you a mirror like they did me. I don't know that I want a mirror. I want the mirror. <laughs> Listen, I want to know how far I have to go. <laughs> the only thing at this point that I'm like, maybe we would reconsider this is if there were multiple. Because I'm like, well, shit, then we got to double up on everything and we have to be prepared for that. Fair. Yeah. If it's just one, I can figure it out. But I also told Cody, like, maybe we'll choose, like, a secret keeper that can know the gender. And then they can help, like, return things if they're okay with it. And just not tell us and keep things stored away from us until it's out. That is a really good idea. Do you have someone that you trust with that power? And how is the rest of the family going to feel about that? Um, Yes, we do. Um, we talked about our mothers, but I was like, I don't know that either of our mothers could contain it. <laughs> like, if it's a girl, I don't know that my mom could be like silent about it, right? I don't, I don't know. She, she might be able to. She, I just think if it's a girl, because all she has right now are grandsons. But if it's a girl, I think she might be a little too excited. <laughs> yeah. But then, <laughs> if it's Cody's mom, we're like, well, she'll be too excited about it being a boy. So like. Of those ones, like, I don't know. But then the other part is, I'm like, will they like start telling family, thinking, oh, just don't tell them, and then it's gonna slip out on accident. Yeah. So then the thought was, maybe I just do someone that doesn't know my family, which then landed on one of my really good friends, Natasha. And I already texted her, and I was like, if we decide that we need a secret keeper for a baby gender, could you do that? <laughs> just because I, she's uh, been a really big support through the IVF. Both of her boys were born via IVF. Oh, okay. Or uh, conceived via IVF. So she's been there like every step of the way with me. So I text her and she's like, hell yeah, I'll be the, the secret. <laughs> <laughs> so I was like, we haven't decided yet. We don't know if that's the route we're going to go or not. But uh, but if it is, we have a gender keeper. Yeah, we do. So we're good. <laughs> and not that I don't want my family to know, but like I said, I'm like, are they going to cave and tell someone? And then that someone like it branches out and they're just trying to avoid telling us and it's going to slip out. Yeah. So I was like, well, maybe we just do a neutral party. Like, maybe we just do someone that neither yeah. of our families can get to. I think that's a good idea. Especially because, like, if your family members have kids and they just happen to be there, like, what are the chances your niece or nephew come up and they're like, we got you a pink car seat. And you're just like, well, son of a bitch. <laughs> and I'm like, well, thanks for that. But that's yeah. not what we wanted to know. <laughs> oh. Again, we might cave later on and be like, no, we want to know now. <laughs> right now, yeah. right now, the plan is not to know. See, I can't. I can't do that. <laughs> I, I wanted to know because I was like, I need, I need to prepare. Okay, but we've got, we're going to do, Cody doesn't know this yet. And since he doesn't listen to this, he's not going to know for a while until I do it. Uh, sucker. But I'm going to do a, uh, I think I'm going to do a gnome themed room. I love it so much. Uh, me too it was my mother's idea so i'll give her full credit for that that's gonna be so freaking cute honestly a little gnome uh <laughs> nursery yeah so i think that's the plan right now and again cody doesn't know he has no clue but that's kind of a his a him problem please put on the wall there's no place like gnome no it's there's gnome place like home oh i thought it was there's no place like gnome there's no place like home. That sounds better. Uh, I think yeah. it can be either. I think it can be either way. I like yours better, though, because it rhymes better. There's no oh, place anyway. like home. So I think that's what we're going to do. And then, um, so he doesn't know that. Dad, don't tell him until the nursery's decorated. Not that I think you'll call Cody and tell him. But anyways, 
So I think we're going to do that. So I can make that gender neutral. Uh-huh. And then like all the baby gear I can just get in a gender neutral color. Like yeah. blacks, grays, probably blacks. But like, that's all fine. We're good. There's so. also like, what, yellow, I think. Oh, yeah, I yellow can do gender neutral. Oh, yeah. Well, yellow is also my favorite color. So I, I was going to say, yeah, you also like yellow. So everybody wins. Well, my only thing with yellow is it's going to get dirty real quick. So that's why it'll probably be black. Yeah, good point. So it's fine. Point is, is that we're moving, we're moving quickly. And it's been so, such a weird month because we started medication at the beginning of the month. No, No shots, just, you know, popping them in pills. And it's been like that for a few weeks and it's just been super slow. So like the transfers crept up on me. Like last week, I was like, Cody, do you realize our transfer is next week? And he kind of looked at me and I was like, it's next Tuesday. And I was like, it's a week away. And so it's like here. Yeah. I was, and then I was like, it just feels like all month it's been like, it's forever away. It's forever away. And then now it's like, oh, it's tomorrow, basically. It is the next business day because Monday is a holiday. So yeah. yeah. Holy crap. So, oh, yeah. Long weekend. My fucking husband has a four-day weekend. He has Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday off. Why? Why? Monday, he has off for the holiday. Tuesday, uh-huh. he took off for the transfer. Th- Wednesday and Thursday are just his normal days off. Okay, so what's he going to do for you? Other than shoot you in the, in the butt with needles. I'm just going to make him a little honey-do list. <laughs> and we'll go from there. Which... I did tell you, I think James has been nailing his honeydew list. Yes. We we finally got the carpet out of one room. And by we, I mean, it was entirely him. It was, I wanted to do this DIY. And he was like, no, because you're pregnant and also your allergies suck. And I was like, okay, well. Well, you don't got to be mean about it. See, that's what I told him. He's (laughs) just unnecessarily mean sometimes. You can word things differently. But he freaking nailed it. Annie is in her big girl room, in her big girl crib. We changed it. She's got, like, the convertible. And we moved it to a toddler bed. And I put an extra mattress on the floor because I'm neurotic and she moves a lot. And, yeah, we're we're planning on doing the next one. So it's, uh, we're, like, moving all along here. And my allergies are whack. And that's why I'm congested because that and it's also a high pollen count, apparently, outside. Index. I almost forgot about this part. You you reminded me. My allergy medication is cut off as of today. I'm not allowed to do take any allergy medication three days before or three days after. I have a whole week I have to deal with the allergies. Why? For the transfer. Oh no. Super upset. <laughs> oh no. Uh, I'm sorry. It's fine. Because on the bright side. That means that I have a better excuse to just stay inside and read. And I've been doing a lot of reading lately. Just stay inside, sit your butt on your heating pad, and read a book. Yes. I even have my next read right here because I just finished a book today. Okay. See, you're prepared. Well, okay. But also, when you look at my bookshelf, like, if I were to go over and start pulling off the books that I have not read, it would be pretty empty. (laughs) I really like books, but sometimes I just buy like six and then don't read them. Not yet. You have time. 
I know. Oh, I know. Let me just see from here. I'm going to try to count how many I haven't read. I know there's more. So roughly half the bookshelf. Yeah. <laughs> I'm fun. getting through um. So in my defense, what I found out about myself is that I really enjoy reading, but if there is a book I'm reading and I hate it, I will stop reading altogether. Because I mentally am trying to force myself to read this book that I hate. And you get And every out. time I go, well, every time I go to pick it up, I'm like, I just don't want to read. And it's not that I don't want to read. It's that I don't want to read that book. Gotcha. So I mentioned one of them was a half. It's because yep. I got about halfway through and said, I can't do this anymore. It's a, such a bad, I hate it. It's awful. <laughs> All right, we have been doing book review for far too long. Oh, yeah. Okay. So do you, is there anything else you need to share? No, I think I'm okay. good. Well, for our listeners, we do post all of our pictures on Instagram, Helen Hills Podcast, Facebook, Helen Hills Podcast, Twitter, Helen Hills Pod. Um, while we might be a little behind, uh, Amanda, Bryce. Okay. <laughs> I, got, I, got, I know. I like whipped Amanda. my head up and then she said her own name and I'm like, okay. <laughs> Okay, it's fine. It's fine. Um, we're catching up. And then we do have our Patreon up, up and going. If you want to start donating on Patreon, get specials, anything like that, early access to episodes. We also have our Discord. If you want to join us on Discord and shit talk there, we also have our link tree up. So if you need links to any of the things, uh, Spotify, Apple, Instagram, all the things, you can find that on or just Google. Link tree, Helen Hills podcast link tree, and we should come right on up. And then I think that's it. Is that everything? I think so. Okay, well, I'm ready for a story, but while you tell your story, I'm going to eat. But before I do anything, I'm just going to show off my food. Okay, what is that? Shrimp tacos. I'm so, so glad that's what you picked. Why? I'll tell you about it. Okay, so. <clears throat> um, I wanted to start by saying uh, this story is based in Mexico, Ecatepec specifically. I tried to find all of the victims' names, and unfortunately, I couldn't. A lot of what we know about these, um, spoiler alert, people, they told us. So <clears throat> we, I'm about to tell you about the monsters of Ecatepec, is what they're known as. On October 4th, 2018, so not really that long ago, police in Mexico City were searching for three women who had disappeared, one of which went missing with her baby, her two-month-old child. So they're looking for four people. Juan Carlos Hernandez was arrested with his wife, Patricia Martinez, as they left a home pushing a baby carriage. The investigation had led police to the Hernandez's and... When they approached them, they looked in this carriage and they found a black bag. So they opened it up and they found a woman's torso. Um, hold on, wait, that's not just normal to have in your your baby stroller. Um it, it kind of was for them. Um, but we'll get into that. Okay, wait, was the baby okay? Uh for the most part. 
Okay. We'll get there. We'll get there. Unfortunately, that's like on my last page. But okay. So Juan Carlos Hernandez. He was born in 1985 in Lazaro Cardenas, Mexico. I'm going to do my best, y'all. He was raised by a single mother. And he claims that she often dressed him up like a girl. She brought men to their home and forced him to watch them have sex. He claimed he was sexually abused by a woman who was his caretaker as a child. He also fell down the stairs at the age of 10 and he suffered a traumatic brain injury. Juan claimed that he did horribly in school before this accident. And afterwards, he w- he did great. He got good grades. He was smarter than other kids. Juan said this. So I'm just going to just going to leave it at that. Juan said that. Take it with a grain of salt. I would if I were you. Patricia Martinez, she was born into a poor family. She was said to have been manipulative as a child. She claimed that she was raped by a cousin at the age of six. Uh, And after she was arrested, she was diagnosed with borderline intelligence disorder. And this was linked to an intellectual disability. I don't think I've ever heard of that disorder. I've never heard of that either. uh, And I tried to find a little more on it. But it was really, it was, I had trouble doing a lot of this research because I think almost every single one of my sources were in Spanish. So it's possible that Google Translate could have done me wrong there. Mm. But she was, uh, try to say this nicely, she wasn't, how do you say that? She, she was born with an intellectual disability. Okay. With a mental, mental something. Yes. Patricia and Juan met in 2008 when Patricia worked at a restaurant, and she later said that Ron was a frequent customer. He came in with his friends a lot. He bragged about how much money he had. He spent a lot of money at the restaurant. And one day, he asked Patricia out. She said yes. They started a relationship. While they were dating, Juan told her that he was a hitman for a Mr. Charlie from Tepito. And I guess she, I guess she was like, that's sexy. Um, because eventually they moved in together. They later got married, and they had four kids together. From what I found, they didn't have jobs in the traditional sense, and this could be different. I've never been to Mexico, so I don't know. But Patricia sold clothes, cheese, and esquetes, I think is what it is, uh, Mexican street corn salad. It sounds delicious. Did you Google? Oh, I did Google. It sounded and looked delicious, and I asked James to make it, but corn hates me, but I'm going to eat it anyway. Juan, he traded perfume, clothes, and cell phones. And one thing I saw was that he would he would get on Facebook, and he would message women or whoever, really, sometimes men, I assume, but it said women, and he would offer to sell them cell phones at, like, really good prices. They also went around the neighborhood and they would collect cans and plastic bags so neighbors were used to seeing them walking around with trash bags. Most of my research came from Patricia because she did, they both talked a lot, but I'm less likely to believe one, kind of believe Patricia a little more here. So this is according to Patricia. Their first victim was 22 years old. And she had answered an ad that Juan had put out for a domestic worker. At the time, Patricia was pregnant with their third child. And this girl was going to be helping out around the house. When she got to the home, Juan told her to go get the dirty clothes from the bathroom. 
when suddenly he grabbed her from behind and he told her, if you do what I tell you, nothing will happen and you can go. Juan told Patricia to go outside with their youngest child, which she did. And when Patricia came back 30 minutes later, the girl was lying on the bathroom floor with her throat slit. Patricia claims that she was scared and told him that she was going to report him. And he told her not to be stupid and that they would both go to jail for this if she reported him. Patricia told police that Juan cut a piece of meat from the girl's right leg and Patricia made four steaks from it. She roasted the meat and she and Juan ate it. And then they put the rest of her body in a container and dumped it in various places, like vacant lots and... Well, okay, hold on. You didn't prepare me for cannibalism. Even if I asked for it, a little trigger warning would have been nice. Okay, I'm sorry. There's a lot of it. I'm sorry. I do want to start out by saying, though, like, for this to be their first victim, it feels like he goes really hard really fast. He said YOLO. I I guess. (laughs) I don't know. Like, how do you just... Like, you've you've never killed anybody, and then all of a sudden you, you, first of all, you put an ad out in the paper to attract somebody, and then you just kill them and start eating them? I find it hard to believe that they've never done this before. Right. That this is the first time. But that's just, that's just me and my opinion. Their second victim was Luz Del Carmen Miranda. She disappeared April 12th, 2012, and they found her body a year later. She was... 13 years old. A, what a baby. She lived with her family in the apartment above Juan and Patricia. And Miranda's mother said that Juan had sent Patricia to their home to offer to sell them jewelry. And Patricia had gotten had taken the little girl back to her apartment with her. Once inside their home, Juan started telling Miranda that she was pretty. She's 13 years old. She's 13, sir. Uh-huh. He tied her up. He told Patricia to sexually assault her. Patricia refused and left with their son. And when she came back, she found the girl's throat had been cut and the bathroom filled with blood. She didn't like this. And she complained about the blood. No. Juan told her, what do you want? The bathroom is small. Uh, Probably stop killing people. Yeah, like that. That's your problem here. All the blood in the bathroom. What is wrong with you two? meant to be i guess they covered her body with cardboard when her father visited them and from what patricia told the reporter the article said that he quote moused around the apartment for a long time so what i'm assuming is that his daughter was gone and he was looking for her and they were the last people to see her so he was kind of looking for her unfortunately he did not find her under the cardboard where they hit her and he eventually left After he left, Patricia said that Juan filleted the girl and took a kilo, or I had to Google that, 2.2 pounds of steaks from her body. She made roast beef with sauce that she bought from a store, and she also bought sacks of sugar and flour. When she got back home, she claimed that the arms and legs and head were already dismembered. She put her remains into sacks, and they threw them in a vacant lot. They can go straight to hell uh yeah hell's too good for them actually so like i said that was in 2012 the killing stopped for a little while 
According to Patricia, uh, they moved around a couple times. In one place they stayed, the landlord was always home. Another place had security cameras. But unfortunately, in 2015, they would kill again. And this time it was when their, their landlord was out of town visiting a sick family member. An elderly neighbor came over to sell the couple a blender. And they got her drunk on tequila. They took her to bed and both Juan and Patricia sexually assaulted her. Juan raped her and then took her to the bathroom and slit her throat while Patricia left with their children. Juan allegedly listened to music on his headphones while he dismembered her with kitchen shears. Guys, enough's enough. Patricia said that she fried the woman's thorax in a piece of fat in oil and that she tasted good because her meat had a lot of wine in it. You don't think that's how that works? I didn't understand that either. I don't know if it was like the tequila or if maybe the woman was just drank a lot. I don't know. Did she saute her with wine? Like that? What the hell? No, it led me to believe that the woman maybe might have been an alcoholic uh, and they potentially preyed on her by getting her drunk with tequila. I mean, they preyed on everybody, but... So they could go kick rocks. Yeah. They placed this lady's bones in a plastic grocery... Ba- or, excuse me, in a pink grocery bag and threw it in the dump. <sighs> Their fourth and fifth victims, Patricia invited a neighbor over for a drink. And Guadalupe Castillo arrived with her 10-year-old daughter. Juan was originally watching TV in the bedroom, and he came out into the living room when he heard that they had guests. According to Patricia, Juan sat beside Castillo and started rubbing her legs. Castillo agreed to this, and Patricia asked if she wanted to experiment, and Castillo said, yes, I don't experience, if I don't experience myself in this life, it is not life. They all, three, had sex for about 30 minutes, and when Castillo tried to leave, Juan attacked her. He told Patricia to tie her feet, and after she did, Juan carried her into the bathroom and slit her throat. Patricia said that Juan didn't want to eat her, but he cut her into chunks with kitchen shears and put her remains in black bags, and they threw these bags into the vacant lot and behind the grocery store the next night. Patricia made no mention of where the daughter was while all this was happening, the 10-year-old girl. Oh, I hate that so much. She says that the next day, Patricia went to get groceries, and when she got back, she found the girl crying. And the girl told her that Juan had sexually assaulted her. Juan claims he didn't do this. They didn't say how they killed her. Uh, or, excuse me, Patricia didn't see how they killed her because she was cooking at the time. But she did say that they ate the girl's meat roasted. Oh, God, I hate that so much. And... 2017, they moved again to, I think it's Playa Tijuana. I don't know, y'all. I'm sorry. Tijuana? It specifically said Playa or Playa. P-L-A-Y-A. I'm pretty sure it's just still Tijuana. I think. I could be wrong. I don't know. <laughs> I know Tijuana, and I know how to spell it or say it, so. Um, Playa de Tijuana. I'm pretty sure it's just Tijuana. I'm going to go with that then. It might be a suburb or a, of, of Tijuana. I noticed that a lot. I, I don't know. I could be wrong. Okay. We'll just go with it. So they moved again to Playa Tijuana. 
Here they took their next victim. This was their sixth victim. She was 16 years old. She was the daughter of the woman that was going to sell them the blender. What the hell? Oh, also, um, Place de Tijuana says it is, the translation is Beaches of Tijuana. Okay, so they moved to they moved to the beaches of Tijuana. Yeah. Thank you. Sorry, I, I was hyper-focused on that. Oh, no, you're good. Thank you. Yeah, this girl was addicted to solvents. She often visited Juan and Patricia because they would give her food and drugs. And one night, she had slept with Juan, and then she stayed the night with them. She woke up still drugged, and then she continued using. Oh, I hate that. Juan was allegedly angry that she was still there and she never left. So he Juan, this her feels throat. like a you problem. Yeah, honestly. Like this this you could just ask her to leave. You don't have to be a dick about things. He was far more. He slit her throat and let her bleed out, and then he cut her into pieces of fat and meat. And he fed her to their dogs and sold her bones to a person that uh, police believe to be a practitioner of Santeria. Some sources said he sold them to a religious man. Some people say a Santero. That's what I got from it. Uh, and they never found this man. He was apparently good. And he was like, I'm out of here. Bye. Yeah, he was like, uh, I'm just going to make this very illegal purchase and book it. The rest of her body, they put in plastic buckets and covered it with cement and dumped them in their their usual places, just in vacant lots. Patricia also told police that Juan raped at least one woman after murdering her and that sometimes they would keep the remains in a refrigerator for weeks until they were able to dispose of them. The children were apparently forbidden to touch this fridge. I guess at least they did that. I, I don't I don't know. You know what? Instead of forbidding them from touching a fridge, why don't you just not kill people? That sounds like a really good freaking idea to me. I just a thought. I mean, I don't know much about killing people, but look, you're gonna be a great mom. <laughs> uh the final three victims I was able to find the most info on, so I do have their names. Um it could be because they they were a little more recent. Uh, it could be because they, unfortunately, were maybe more noticed to go missing. I did read that Mexico has a very high rate of uh, death among women, especially in Ecatepec. Their seventh victim was Arlet Samantha Ogwen Hernandez. I hope I'm saying that right. I'm sorry if I'm not. She was 22 years old. She went missing April 25th of 2018. She was the mother of three children. And she lived in the same house as Juan and Patricia for almost two years. She had even bought their children gifts. And her mother told the media that Arlette helped Juan and Patricia when she could because they were people with very little resources. She was reported missing when she never picked up her kids from school. And she visited... Uh, Juan and Patricia's home, thinking that she was going to be buying a pair of pants. As she sat in an armchair, Juan slit her throat, and then he dismembered her in the bathroom. What is up with him? I don't... <sighs> I don't... He, he hates women. That was his excuse for this. 
he hates women, and he told police that if he were to get out, he would keep killing. He would keep just keep going. Okay, but that feels like a him problem. Yeah, like, I feel like you could just not kill people and go to therapy. Just avoid women. Yeah. I mean, you did fine with Patricia, but, I mean, for all we do, he probably took hella advantage of her, especially because of her, uh, I don't know, her mental situation. Her disability. Yes, that pro- that sounds way better than what I just said. Thank you. Because of her mental disability. Uh, oh, God. Patricia made Arlette's body into tamales, beet bread, and steak. Her bones were also sold. And her remains were put in bags and thrown in a vacant lot. Okay. At least my tamales do not include human meat people. So when Amanda gives me shit about making tamales... Mine are just green chili cheese most of the time, okay? I don't do this fucked up shit. I don't ruin my tamales by being a psychopath. At least not in this way. That's what actually led me to this story. I had a coworker, <clears throat> thank you, Litsy, um, that mentioned uh, her and her mother will watch uh, Mexican TV. And this came across one day, I guess, and she asked me if I heard about it. And I was like, pardon me, no, I have not. They did what with tamales? And that's when I was like, I got to tell Bryce this story. So here we that, are. You're like, this is going to trigger Bryce. It's going to be so much fun. Yeah, kind of. And then I actually got into it and I really, really regretted it. So it's triggering us both. Feels like a you problem. Well, I'm almost done with it, so. Their eighth victim was Evelyn Rojas Matas. She was 29 years old. She went missing in June or July of 2018. Sources varied. She was a single mother with two kids. And this day, she had left her kids with her ex-husband, and she went to meet a lady selling clothes. Patricia. Unfortunately, that's all we know about Evelyn. (sighs) Their ninth and tenth victims was Nancy... No, I'm so sorry. Nancy Noemi. I'm so sorry. Oh my God. Nancy Noemi Quitron Solario. Solario. She was 28 years old and she disappeared with her infant daughter, Valentina, which I really love that name and that it kind of, I just, oh my God. Okay. I'm going to get through this. They disappeared September 6th, 2018, after dropping off her two daughters at school, her two older daughters. She was lured to the home with the promise of baby clothes. And once she was inside the home, Juan overpowered and raped Nancy. Then he slit her throat and dismembered her. He fed her to their dogs, and the rest of the remains were put in the freezer. They sold Valentina to a couple for 15,000 pesos, which was 750 U.S. dollars. The hell? Uh-huh. I do want to go ahead and say that the police officers found Valentina, and they arrested the couple who bought her. The little girl's safe now, and she is with her maternal grandmother. Okay, good. Do we know if she was mistreated? We don't. I don't think so. I think she was just sold very illegally. Okay. Not that that's 
good that she was sold illegally, but I also don't want her mistreated in that time frame. Yeah. I, now, I could find nothing on what the couple who bought her did. I hope they just, I really hope they just wanted a kid. This isn't exactly the way to go about doing it, um, but I could not find much on them. Police tracked Juan and Patricia using cell phone locations of the missing women and found an address where tenants were known to sell clothes. They also went on the testimonies of the people close to them that told them, you know, they were going to meet these people. She had mentioned she was going to go get baby clothes. They watched this house for several days before they apprehended Juan and Patricia. After arresting them, police found buckets, cardboard boxes, and bags in the home containing human remains from eight women. Four of these women were identified with DNA. Investigators say that Juan confessed without remorse, and he straight up told him he murdered for revenge. In an interrogation video that was leaked to the media, Juan claimed to have suffered from visions and a voice that prevents him from sleeping at times. He also told a therapist or a psychiatrist that he had just completely debilitating headaches that would not go away until he killed somebody. He told the same psychiatrist that he had been married before and his wife disappeared with their child. And when he told police she was missing, he claimed that they told him, she ain't your woman, the kid isn't yours, she probably left you for somebody else. And they did note that this was the only time he cried during his interrogation. But he told them that if he can't be happy, then nobody is going to be. Oh, okay. Yeah, that's that's how we're going to do things. Yeah, that's, sir. Uh, he also claimed that his human rights were violated during the investigation. And the state prosecutor said that he was gross and dumb and that didn't happen. And that was an exact quote, verbatim. <laughs> <laughs> he was gross and dumb and that's just not going to happen. Yeah, he's like, shut up, Juan, you're stupid. And you're going to go to jail. Oh, God. A criminal psychiatrist, or excuse me, a criminal psychologist said that Juan had a personality disorder. And he was psychotic, to which, like, you, you went to school for this? Uh, he went to school to use the medical term. Which one? Because I feel like we could all guess both of those. The personality disorder and that he's psychotic. We could, but I don't know that I want to. You know what I mean? He might have went to school uh, for to tell you why he was psychotic. Do you want to hear why he thinks he's psychotic? I would love to hear it. Okay. He says that this is due to Juan's brain injury when he was a child, his mental and physical abuse, and the fact that he used cocaine in his youth. Plenty of people use cocaine in their youth, and they do not kill and eat people. I'm just throwing it out there. Um, I'm just telling you what the psychologist said. Mm, that's fine. He can say whatever the hell he wants. I'm just saying. Uh, well, he also wanted to say one more thing. And it was one more thing that we would have never guessed. This psychologist said that Juan had an uncontrollable need to kill. Need or want? Because I feel like it's a want. He said need. I disagree. 
In my professional opinion, he's wrong. (laughs) Now, Patricia, she was diagnosed as mentally deficient. Doctors think she participated in fear of one leaving her, but she knew right from wrong. And the investigation proved that she actively participated in these crumbs. Now, ma'am, sounds like you are uh, fully responsible for your own actions. Do you want to hear what she said, Patricia? Oh, God. Do I? I think you do. Okay, I'm ready. Patricia insisted the women deserve to die. They betrayed her by sleeping with her husband. And single mothers, oh, wait, it gets worse. Single mothers deserve to die because they neglected their children and it's morally wrong to deprive children of their fathers. Do we still feel bad for Patricia? Because I don't. I never felt bad for her to begin with. I don't enjoy her bullshit. So I guess, I don't know. For me, I don't, I don't buy any of her bullshit, you know? Oh, it's it's a no for me. It's a hard pass for me. Yeah. On October 1st, 2019, Juan and Patricia were both sentenced, are you ready, to 327 years in prison. I thought you were going to say days. Oh, no, 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 no. They were sentenced on eight murder charges, human trafficking, and illegal disposal of human remains. In December, a judge annulled one charge for the disappearance of a woman. But prosecution said that they will spend the rest of their lives in prison and they had to pay the victim's family various amounts of money. I found different sources, but one said that they had to pay 800,000 pesos or 42,000 US dollars for Nancy to her family and 311,650 pesos or 15,250 US dollars for 13-year-old Miranda. They were said to have giggled and whispered throughout the trial, and they laughed as they sat through them. And from what I read, they had multiple different trials for the different women. I know Nancy had her own, and Miranda also had her own trial. Their demeanors changed when they heard their sentences. MexicanNewsDaily.com said that they both closed their eyes, their jaws tightened, and an outward appearance of indifference was replaced with one of anguish and concern. So they didn't have any concerns in the world until the sentence. Yeah. Like, people, come on. Yeah, pretty much. Uh, That is the horrendous story of the monsters of Ekatepec. I didn't like it. I hate it. I hate it so much. I know that I was like, do another cannibalism story, but I regret that. So to the listeners, I'm sorry that I opened my big mouth. I, I regret you saying that as well. I'm just ruining everything for everyone. I'm so sorry. But uh, the pictures I have, um, the one of the three women that is, I believe in order, it's Nancy, Evelyn, and then Arlette. And then I had to really find this picture of these gross, just dingleberries. Uh, because every picture I found, they had like a sensor bar across their eyes. And no, I want... I want people to see them. They don't get censored. No, they suck. I don't know how Mexico does their, like, trials and media. No, I want people to see these dirtbags. Gotcha. Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. Listen, 
I'm not arguing. I'm not a fan of them, but I would like to move on from your nightmare that you just created. Please, that would be great. That would okay. be wonderful. Great. As long as we're on the same page that we are we're done with this nonsense. You're welcome to do another cannibalism story in a year. No promises, but it's not it's gonna be a hot minute. I didn't know what I was getting into here. Okay. Well, I mean, I just put a time limit on for you. Everyone heard it. One here. I didn't agree to it. Everyone heard that as well. I didn't say you got a choice, but it's okay. <laughs> All right. Well, are you ready for some fun? Please, God. <laughs> okay. Well, it's going to be a party because it's been a minute since we've done a paranormal ritual. Oh, hell yeah. Let's go. And boy, we love these stories, guys. These, I think these might be one of my favorite ones to do because... I just, I really, if any of our listeners are going to take the risk and play one of these games, me and Amanda need an update. Please. (laughs) So. Detailed. Yes. I want you emailing us or messaging us on Instagram, Twitter, whatever, as things are happening. Yes. What she said. Done. Yeah. So we want minute by minute updates. Also, we have to make sure you survive because if like two minutes go by and you haven't messaged us, we know something's up. It's fine. Yeah. We don't like that. Yeah, no. But have you ever heard of a game called The Midnight Game? It sounds familiar, but I don't know why. Well, it's The Midnight Game. I mean, okay, well, thanks. <laughs> Jeez. I figured that much out. <laughs> well, this game was believed to be an old pagan ritual. The ritual was reportedly used as a form of punishment, specifically a punishment for one who would disobey the gods. Now, the accuracy of this being a pagan ritual is often questioned. However, it's still fun to think that people will just punish other people with this game, I guess. Like, the gods got so mad, they created a paranormal ritual that you had to go in and do as punishment. This absolutely sounds like something that people would turn into a game. Absolutely, right? Yes. And, I mean, not that I'm ever going to participate in this game, but, boy, is it, are we going in for a ride? <laughs> So we're going to go ahead and tell you the rules of the game, but you can all decide if you want to play this game. Your bullshit is not our bullshit. Like, if you do this ritual, we're not doing it with you. You just have to message us every step of the way because we want to know. Um, But if you win, we do also want that very detailed email of you winning and telling us about what happened or the play-by-play. We're fine with that. Yes. Just tell us what happened for the love of God. Yes. Also, as a warning, once you start, you have to see the game through. I immediately hate this. Yeah. And this is a game that there is no known way of ending the game early. Also, basically every site that I got information from just blatantly said, don't play this game. So, I mean, take that with a grain of salt. (laughs) Don't play this game. But if you're going to do it, here's what you need to do. Literally how all of them read was, if you're going to play this game, here's the rules. But we probably wouldn't play this ever. So, (laughs) Perfect. Number of players needed at least one, but there could be multiple. So if you want to take your friends, go ahead and take your friends. Or your enemies. Or your frenemies. The tools you're going to need is one candle. It must be a candle. It cannot be a flashlight. What is it with these games and candles? Okay, this is different than the candle game because you're not going to just put lit candles everywhere in your house, okay? One candle per player, per player. Okay. You're... You're going to need a lighter or a match. I would probably recommend a lighter, but I'll tell you about that in a minute. Uh, A piece of paper per player. 
something to write with. I assume per player would be great so you can do this quickly, but you can share a writing utensil. A sterilized pin. What? A a sterilized pin. Like a like a needle pin? You, like you a... gotta poke yourself and draw blood at some point. Okay, gotcha. So I'm saying sterilized because it seems like you probably want that sterilized. Yeah. So I'm a per player on that one. Let's not share that pin. I was just making sure you didn't have to have a super clean writing utensil. No. <laughs> okay, that could be dirty. A sterilized pin. Okay, gotcha. You. you need a closed wooden door and salt. Uh, I don't what? like salt. <laughs> salt is demons. I feel like anytime with a paranormal anything you hear salt, uh, you just don't do it, right? Yeah. It, it's to me that's just demons. Like no. yeah. So the playing field is typically home sweet home. Why do you play these games in your house? Go to a hotel room. Okay, it does give you the option to do any building, but there are concerns with doing a building with shared residency because no one's sure if, like, let's say you do it in a hotel. Don't do this in a hotel room. For the love of God, don't do this in a hotel room. But let's say you do this, like, you live in an apartment complex. Nobody knows if this is going to force everyone in the building to participate or if it will be contained within the walls of your apartment. So if you live in a duplex and you really hate your neighbors, just go to town. Yeah. I mean, maybe listen to the rules before you go to town. The first phase of this ritual is what's known as the invitation. So you're going to begin the invitation just before midnight. And using the paper and your pen or writing utensil or whatever you're going to use, you're going to write your full name. The entire thing. No skipping middle names, hyphenated names. If you've got a name that takes an hour to write, you better plan that out beforehand, okay? Full names. You're going to then prick your finger with the pin. Again, make sure this is sterilized. We don't want any infections here. I mean, I don't want any of this, but don't get an infection for stupidity. And also, for those of you that might think you're sneaky, don't like pins, blood, whatever, it has to be your blood and it has to be fresh blood. Okay, that just opened up a whole new can of worms. <laughs> Somebody in the comments did ask. And so everything got clarified to, uh, well, you're writing your name on the paper. You have to sign in your blood, basically. So okay. you can't use someone else's blood. So for anyone that has any smart ideas, those in there, your own blood. The reason they recommend just doing your finger is because for any rituals like this, any blood rituals, you don't want to use too much blood. From what I understand, you're supposed to just use bare minimum. So today I learned. Learned it today, too, as I was finishing up uh, my notes. But you're going to prick your finger. And you're going to squeeze that until you just have a drop of blood. You're going to take your bloody finger and you're going to dot the blood on the paper, allowing it to soak into the paper. And then, okay, if your guys' brains do not go to this, maybe it says more about me than anyone else. But all I could envision every single time I read this was that scene in The Little Mermaid when she's signing the contract with, with Ursula. Ursula. Yep. Yeah, that's all I could think of. The, uh, the only so thing that came to my mind was where on the paper. Is it the right corner, the left corner, the top, the bottom? Just under your under your name somewhere. You're fine. But you're going to um, sign away your life as far as I'm concerned. Now that you have a blood-soaked paper, go ahead and turn <laughs> off all the lights in your home. You're not going to be turning the lights on for the rest of the game because it is explicitly against the rules. Perfect. Yep. Now take the bloodied paper, 
place it in front of the closed wooden door, light the candle, place the lit candle on top of the paper. Again, let's use some logic. Make sure you guys aren't stupid about this. If you're going to do this, play it safe because you're going to put that candle down for a second. Now, you're going to knock on the wooden door 22 times, but you have to time this correctly because most of the articles said the final knock needs to be done when the clock strikes 12 and precisely 12, not a second sooner or not a second later. Hate that. Some, some did say that it could be within the hour of midnight, but most said it had to be right at 12 that that 20 second knock was completed. Okay. Now, open the door, blow out the candle, close the door, relight the candle. Do it in this order. Open, blow, close light. What? Open? (laughs) The candle's with you the whole time? Yeah, because you put the candle down on your piece of paper in front of the wooden door. Okay, I'm thinking that you're having to go through the door, mm-hmm. blow it out, close the door, and then light it. And I'm like, how the hell am I going to light it if the door's closed? No, no, no. The candle, so put the candle down in front of you, open the door, blow out the candle, close the door, relight it. Okay, I'm with you. I'm not going to do it, but I, I know how. Okay, open, extinguish, close, light. Now, if you're playing this with multiple people, you will all have to do the invitation individually. Like, you can do it at the same time, but you're doing your own. Like, I'm writing my own name, signing my own blood. I got my own candle. I'm knocking however many, 22 times, 20 seconds at midnight. So, like, I'm doing all that. You're doing all that if you're playing with someone. Do you need your own door or can you share a door? I think you can share a door. I couldn't find anything that said you couldn't share the door. So one person, you could have like six people there with candles, but only one person has to like open it, close it. Yes, to my understanding. Okay, got you. Again, if you're going to play this with people, probably play it safe and just give everyone their own damn door. That sounds easiest. Now that you've done all of that, your invitation is complete. Would you like to know what you just invited? Uh, Yeah. You just invited an entity known as the Midnight Man. Again, you've invited him into your home if you're playing this at home, which most people do. And you know what? Last time I did a game, what was it? The Candles game? Uh We all know how I feel about inviting things into my home. So, I mean, you do you. That's fine. But people, spirits, demons, just don't let them in. Don't invite people into your house. Yeah, I don't like people in my house. Much less a midnight man, whatever the hell that is. (laughs) Well, just to kind of link back to the claims that this may have been a pagan ritual or has pagan roots the midnight man is reportedly used as an executioner to punish those who went against the gods why the hell do you want him in your house why why do you want him here he's not bringing a fruit basket i can tell you that well i mean we're in a day and age where we're playing this game right the goal at this point is going to be avoid meeting the midnight man in the dark then why do you want him here I'm not following this game. This game, I don't understand the logistics. Okay, we never understand these games, though. Like, we never, every time we do this, we're like, we don't get it. I just feel like he's pissed, okay? Like, he's, his name is the Midnight Man. He's immediately pissed. You have to, you have to freaking summon him with a candle and a specific, he's mad, okay? And now you're calling him into your house to avoid him? Yes, because he's he's gonna hunt you. Uh, okay, I'm circling back to why do we want him here? But okay, I don't know because I don't want him here. Like I can guarantee, I do not want him here. I'm throwing out my candles when I'm done with this. Everyone in the house, 
No, because you need your candle for this game. Yeah, that's why I'm throwing them out. Where do I have that? Not even accidentally. Okay, so now at this point, you're playing the game. And you're going to keep the candle with you during the game. As well as keep the salt with you. And like a lot of salt. Like not a little midget of salt. Like a lot of salt, right? Do I have a backpack? What the hell? Fanny pack. Yeah, get a fanny pack. Some cargo shorts. Something. Just, just you know, like the Morton salt shakers that like the big canisters. Do yep. one of those, okay? Okay. And you are going to also bring your lighter or matches, whatever you are using to light your candle. Keep those with you and keep those handy as well. But now you can move around your house. Uh, but you do want to be continuously moving around the house. There are no breaks in this game. Do not stop moving. I mean, you can stop moving, but if you do... Uh, the Midnight Man will likely catch you, okay. and your movement makes it difficult for him to find you. Well, wow, that's the exact opposite of anybody else ever hunting you ever. <laughs> you also want, if you're playing with people, you probably want to stay pretty silent, because he, he has ears, and I mean, uh-huh. that'll just help him. So he can't hear me walking, but he can hear me talking. <laughs> yes. Okay. During the game, you're not allowed to pull a Ghost Adventures move. What? Don't provoke the Midnight Man. It is explicitly against the rules. And it pisses him off, okay? Like, I don't get why they do it. I, I don't get it. But I'm telling you, the Midnight Man does not like it. Okay. I don't either, so. <laughs> well, also, common sense says that's kind of stupid. Yeah. So, just don't do it. Now, as you move around, you might notice your candle go out. If this happens, go ahead and relight that shit immediately. Per the game rules, you only have 10 seconds to relight the candle. So just let's play on the safe side here. Let's use a lighter rather than a match. Recommendation here. Pro tip. And also maybe do like a brand new lighter. Not one that you found in the junk drawer that you have to click six times to get working. Get a brand new one. Also put it on one of those retractable belt clip thingies. You know, where people get sick of having their lighter stolen and they have that. Put it on that. Yes, do that. Just make sure it's only one click, retracts back to your hip, whatever you got to do. Yeah, get a big. Don't get one of those clear plastic craps. Yeah, get something good. And as a side note, you lighting the lighter does not count. You can't use the lighter as your light source. It has to be the candle. So you can obviously light the lighter to light the candle, but you can't walk around with a lighter and your candle not lit, you know? Can I walk around with a lighter and the candle lit? Um, I assume that's okay because the candle's lit but i would probably just not waste the fuel in the lighter because what if your candle keeps going out or what if i burn my thumb yeah exactly okay or get one of like the big barbecue ones where it's got the longer oh yeah the kitchen ones yeah the longer length yeah okay now if you relight the candle in the 10 seconds go ahead continue moving around your house until 3 33 a.m we gotta do this for three hours and 33 minutes yeah that sounds like a lot of work Then don't play. (laughs) Done. (laughs) Don't play. (laughs) Now, relighting the candle within that 10 seconds will keep the midnight man at bay, at least temporarily. While, what happens if you fail to light your candle within the 10 seconds? You die. You need the salt. Yes, you're going to use the salt and you're going to make a salt circle around yourself, right? Keep that shit out. And you're going to sit in that salt circle until 3.33 a.m. Okay. The salt ring is for protection and should keep the Midnight Man away from you for the remainder of the game. Did you say should? Well, yeah, should. I'm trying to explain 
explain what you're not supposed to do while sitting in the salt circle. I assume yell at him. That's probably a bad idea. <laughs> probably don't antagonize him. Yeah, keep your not hands a good to idea. yourself. Yeah. Don't exit. Don't put a hand out of the salt circle because I think that breaks the barrier. Yeah. While in the salt circle, you have to remain awake. And actually, this entire game has a rule against sleeping. So you got to just stay awake. And you are also not allowed to leave your home. So there's no, like, trying to make salt circles to jump into them. You got to just stay there. It's another rule. I don't make the rules of the paranormal realm. So maybe just follow them. I'm just telling you all about them. I never would have thought of that. That's a good idea, though. Just making, like, little salt circles to the door. I mean, well, it's a bad idea. Okay, so someone in the comments asked this, and everyone was like, that would be a stupid idea. Because someone, their idea was, I'm going to just make a bunch of salt circles in the house prematurely, so I have these. But everyone was like, that's stupid, because when you enter the salt circle, you break that barrier. Yeah. And so he can then enter through the barrier. Like, that's stupid. So you have to create, according to my sources, you have to create the salt circle on your own and be inside of the circle what if i make a bunch of like half circles you have to enter where it's open and then close it Mm -hmm. so and at that point it's probably just easier to stay where you are and just do a whole circle around you yeah so now some things to watch out for that are signs that the midnight man might just be near obviously the candle going out right candle goes out you follow the rules we just talked about you relight that shit in 10 seconds or less you're also potentially going to see temperature fluctuations. Um, we all know that when the temperature drops out of nowhere, it's probably an ooky spooky nearby. So probably leave that area. Go find somewhere warmer. If you hear soft whispers with no source, hard pass. Yeah, no thanks. Or if you see figures in the darkness. No, also no thanks. Wait, figures? Well, like it could be in different places. Like you might see him in the bedroom and then turn and he's, or walk away and. He follows you to the living room. I don't know. I hate this so much. There are other indications he's near, but those are the most common ones that I could find. Now, if you see the temperature fluctuations, the soft whispers or figures in the darkness, just leave that area. Just turn around. Don't go. Done. Okay. Monopoly rules here. Go to jail. Go directly to jail. Do not pass go. Do not collect $200. Okay. Don't do it. So, again, if you see the candles go out, just relight that. Now, at 3.33 a.m., the game ends. So, I mean, compared to some of these other games, this is actually a relatively short game. Yeah, when you first said, when you were first starting, I was like, oh, my God, we're going to have to do this till, like, 6 in the morning. Not this time. 3.33 a.m., which, by the way, isn't my favorite thing because, you know, like, demons reportedly really like the number three. Yeah, so you could easily, like, quote-unquote, win this game, and now you got to deal with, I don't know, Bahamut or something. Well, game is supposedly ends at four hours with the invitation at most, right? Like, if you start a few minutes early. Now, when it's 3.33, you can stop moving around your house or step out of the salt circle, per the rules. If the Midnight Man catches you, whether you just didn't light your candle in time, didn't create a salt circle in time, stepped out of the salt circle early, anything like that, what happens if he catches you? Because obviously it's nothing good. Do you want to take a guess? Do you lose your soul? You might break down mentally with some of these. Oh, okay. So some accounts state that he will cause you to hallucinate until 333. 
Would you like to know what he's making you hallucinate? I would love. I was just about to ask if you had examples. He's going to make sure you're hallucinating your worst fear. D- giant squid. Well, you're going to just hallucinate a giant squid until 3.33 in the morning. So if you get caught at 12.05, you're screwed. I have to vomit. That's, <laughs> that's so horrible. The other claim is that he'll just take your organs. Just casually <laughs> remove them one by one. <laughs> okay, hold on. Wait a minute. Are you talking like he like Thanos snaps and my spleen is gone? Or are you talking like he like just punches his hand into my back and takes a kidney? What do you mean they're just that he takes my organs? I need those. I'm gonna say he slices you open and takes them. I'm also gonna say I wonder if these accounts could be one and the same because maybe someone's deepest fear or a few people's deepest fears are having their organs taken. And they don't realize that, but the Midnight Man does. It would kind of suck to wake up in a bathtub full of ice. (laughs) Oh my god, it would suck even more to wake up in my own bathtub full of ice. I think I'm safe here. This is my home. Um, Okay, again, I think maybe that might have been a hallucination. Um, Some people say he takes them, he physically takes them and you die. Um, Others say you don't. It just depends on the reports, right? I guess. <laughs> Hypothetically, after 3.33, you're in the clear, right? I hope. Because that's when the Midnight Man should be leaving. But with any paranormal ritual or game, maybe don't throw caution to the wind and assume you're, you've screwed yourself and he's just going to live with you forever and always now. Doing what? He's just going to take a new organ every day? Yeah. He'll start taking fingers at some point. I'm just kidding. I don't just know. Just leave my middle ones. I use those. <laughs> those are heavily used, sir. Could yeah, you leave I those ones? Those. That's how I say I love you to my husband. Oh, yeah, that's the only way to say yeah. it. Again, some people say after playing, they had nightmares, saw shadows, saw all these crazy things after they played, like days and days after they played the game. So if you play, you play at your own risk. You are inviting something into your house. And if they're like, oh, this is kind of a nice place. I'm going to crash here for a little bit. That That's your own doing. It sucks about all these salt rings on the floor, though. Gotta watch <laughs> out for those. I wonder if he does, if he sticks with you. And you and, like, four friends played and there's just, like, four salt rings on the floor. Does he go to walk through the house and he, like, hits one and he just hits a wall? Or does he just trip over them? I'm assuming he hits, like, a wall. Okay, as long as they're not broken. I don't know if I mentioned this. We were talking about why you stay in the salt ring and why you can't sleep. Because you asked what he was going to do. If you fall asleep, you don't know if he's going to take a broom and like sweep some of your salt circle away. Well, how am I going to stop him if I'm awake? (laughs) If I see a floating broom just coming towards me, I I, I can tell you right now, I'm probably not going to sit there. But you could take your salt and just be like fortify triple salt circle around you. You know? What if I salt the broom? Oh, maybe. I don't know. Just throw salt at it if you're awake. That yeah, you know what? Yeah. That's not a bad idea. Yeah. <laughs> just allow salt to rain down upon you at all times. Just keep throwing salt <laughs> in the air. Salt shower. Just install like your sprinkler systems instead of water, yeah. install it so it sprays salt down on you. Okay. See, we've got <laughs> this game figured out. Your salty sprinklers, okay? Yeah. Sorry for uh-huh. any electronics or metal you have. That's gone. <laughs> Sorry if you have a fire. All we've got is salt. Yeah. Does that help? <laughs> Would it make it worse? 
I feel like salt might drown a fire. I don't know. I don't think so. Okay, it doesn't matter. Know. Yeah, this this is a, this is a story for another time. We'll ask an arsonist yes. later. Okay, <laughs> sounds good. Now, typically when I do research on a paranormal ritual, I will read through the comments left, and sometimes, and that's because I'll find stories like of someone saying, "Oh, I played this," blah blah blah. But let me just tell you, the comments on this one were wild. Oh yeah, because no one took it seriously. <laughs> this feels like something to say this always feels like something to take seriously right so if you guys need a giggle let me just tell you these comments did not disappoint on uh in us creepy stuff.blogspot.com uh i'll try to remember to post the link i don't promise anything but i'll just give you a hint like i'll give you a little preview of my favorite comment on the site chuck norris doesn't play games he's the one that appears when the midnight man plays Oh, okay. So, yeah. I love a good Chuck Norris joke. I know. I haven't heard one in a while, so I really appreciated that one. <laughs> like I said, these comments were wild. Some of them I was like, okay, that's a bit far, but some of them I laughed. So if you need a good chuckle, roll through. I am going to say some of them like cross lines, but that's kind of not my, my problem. That's someone else posted that. But there are some real good comments there. Now, I did find one Reddit story. I mean, there were multiple stories that I found, but most of them were the same. Like, oh, we played and we heard voices, but we never got caught. Or we got bored and created a salt circle and blew out our candle or whatever it may have been. Like, they they basically were like, eh, that's fine. Or on the flip side, you had a lot of people who were like, yeah, I played this, but nothing happened. I just walked around my ha- house aimlessly for three and a half hours. This kind of feels like a really good joke to play on somebody, honestly. <laughs> now, the Reddit story that I did find. In the story, well, before I go on, I found this on the No Sleep Reddit, but the user was deleted, so I can't give the original poster any credit. I'm so sorry. I would if I could. But in the story, the poster would tell about playing with their friend and at around, so they do the whole invitation ritual. They're good. Everything's going great. Nothing's happening for them at first, and they're at about 1245. Haven't seen anything. They're like, oh, okay, sure. This is a real ritual. but. The friend would ask where the night man was. Who the hell is that? <laughs> he like just misspoke. So he should have said the midnight man, but he said the night man. Okay, you're inviting a whole other person here. <laughs> what well, the hell are you doing? We don't know anything about this night man. <laughs> I at least know the rules for the midnight man. Well, so the OP thought it would be funny. And they would respond by singing the night man cometh. Which I didn't know what this is, but it's a song from It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia. Sure. I don't watch It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia, so I Googled the song, and it's just like some dumb skit song in the show. Like, it's not anything crazy. Uh, but that's what he started singing, and they thought it was hilarious. So for those of you that like It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia, I just never got into it. You're probably singing that right now, because apparently it was a great, great something, right? And the OP and him just kind of giggled about it, blah, blah, blah. And he stated at 12.58, he was looking at his watch by candlelight when his candle would suddenly go out. Better light that shit, bro. (laughs) Better light that real quick. He was able to relight it. But directly after, his friend heard a whispering voice that was not him. So the original poster said something like, oh, man, that was really close. And then the friend was like, no, what did you say? And he's like, oh, man, that was really close. And he's like, no, the other thing. And he's like, that's all I said. 
So. Okay, you guys aren't supposed to be talking, first of all. Shut your mouths. Well, I mean, they're over here singing. Yeah, they're not supposed to be doing any of this. I mean, you speak at your own risk. Like, that's not even a direct rule. I'm just saying maybe don't talk. Well, that's like every day for me. I speak at my own risk, so. Yeah, so up until this point, they they had been kind of joking around, not really taking it super serious. But after this, this I guess this would have been like their sobering moment because they're now paying more attention. They're more alert. They're like, oh, that was really creepy. And about 30 minutes later, as they pass a bathroom, the OP would actually see a figure standing in the bathtub. He's just, he's got a shower. That's it. It's not running. But they both see it and they both hightail it out of there. And they're like, oh, that was creepy. That wasn't fun. Blah, blah, blah. But they then realized, guess what they're not carrying with them? Salt. Uh-huh. So the friend had bought, like, two Morton salt shakers, you know, like, just the quick pour ones. Yeah. And they left them on the poster's bedroom desk. And the bedroom was, like, right next to the bathroom where they had just seen this figure. And they're like, oh, shit, we don't want to go back there. Man, he's messing with y'all. Oh, it's hardcore. A it's a trap. Right? Okay. Well, um, they do decide, okay, we have to go get the salt. We have to go back where... To the area where we saw this figure to get the salt. We don't have a choice, right? Well, when the OP and his friend get to his room, OP targets the salt and he goes in to grab the salt they had left. While in the room, he notices that the temperature had dropped significantly. And he explained, like, my bedroom was pretty stifling hot most of the time. Like, I think this was in Florida. And, and he was just like, it was always hot. There was just no airflow, whatever it was. No wonder this guy was pissed. He's in Florida. It was hot. <laughs> well he also realizes that his friend didn't follow him in and then he realizes that his friend hadn't followed him because there's a figure sitting on his bed uh-huh he does book it out of there did he get the salt he got one of the containers of salt but he dropped the second one and they're like we're not going back there screw that yeah he's like sorry bud you're on your own i risked my life for this <laughs> this is my salt We'll figure out how to share it, but this is mine. <laughs> Open your pocket. Here, I'll pour some in. Well, while he's booking it out of there, his friend's starting to follow him, but his friend's candle goes out. Uh. And his friend did relit it in time, so don't worry about that. But after that, they kind of stay on the opposite end of the house for a while because they hadn't had any issues on this opposite end of the house. Like, it was a little bit more open, and they had only seen the figure kind of where it's more bedrooms, more more. Cl not cluttered clustered rooms closer together okay and so they're like okay we're just gonna go between these more open areas hope for the best right <laughs> well they finally decide that they're gonna enter a room they hadn't entered for the night and their reasoning was we've been in this like these few rooms he's gonna figure out what we're doing sooner or later right he's gonna find us walking between the kitchen and the living room you know okay fair point yeah, so they go into this, uh, It's he explained that it was used as storage, but it's just kind of a bigger room. At the very end of this room, they had a futon, and okay. they decided to take a quick break. What are you doing, guys? What are you, you they, so, they really read these list of rules, and they were like, we're going to screw that one, that one, that one, that one, that one. <laughs> well, so they go into this room, they sit down on this futon, taking a break. And the original poster describes 
just looking up and seeing like how I understood this was like the midnight man was peeking at them through blinds. That's disgusting. Worst thing I've ever heard. But the original poster, he was like, see you later, bye, right? He is not playing games. And <laughs> he darts out of the room. But as he's running out of the room, a piece of the ceiling would fall on him, causing him to fall to the ground. Now, I will say, he did mention, like, the ceiling was already falling apart. Like, that. Where does he live? Florida. Oh, Florida. Okay. So, like, he mentioned, like, yeah, we needed to fix this. We knew the ceiling wasn't secured properly, but it'd been a minute since anything had fallen down. So it was real strange that as I'm running the hell out of here to get away from the Midnight Man, it suddenly falls. <laughs> I'm, I'm still stuck on a piece of your damn feel. Your house is falling apart and you're playing this game. You have bigger things to worry about. To my understanding, it was only this one room that was having the issues with the ceiling. Oh, well, that's the last place I would have gone. <laughs> well, he gets struck by this uh this piece of ceiling, right? And he at this point he's like surprised his candle is still lit. He's like, I don't know how the hell I'm running, just trying to get the hell away. And he ends up looking at his friend and he realizes that his friend's candle went out and his friend was also running towards him, not even holding his candle anymore, as he's like, Light your candle, light your candle. And his friend would run over and make a salt circle around both of them. Okay. The original poster, he was pissed because he's like, well, now I have to freaking go and play this game by myself for the rest of the night. And the friend was like, don't. No, blow out your candle and stay in the salt circle with me. So he did. He would blow out his candle and remain in the circle for the rest of the game. And they didn't have any issues for the rest of that night. But night. He did mention that he and his friend had a couple of chilling nightmares a few nights, uh, like the next few nights. And then he said it all kind of cleared up on its own and went away. Now, I will say the original poster did post the links to pictures to show like the house so that you kind of got an idea of what it looked like, as well as the cut that was left from the ceiling falling on him. Um, but that was the end of that, that horrible post. I hated every minute of that. <laughs> I've been sitting here doing this the whole time. Just twiddling <laughs> my thumbs. Just Like I said, there's plenty of people's or players' experiences online. This is just the one that stuck out to me. A lot of them are just uneventful. And a lot of them are just like, okay, you saw shadows. Cool, bro. But there is a movie called The Midnight Game based on four teens that play this game and lose. Now, if you want to play, again, let us know how it goes for you. We would love to hear about it during or after. We're okay if you're messaging us as it's happening. We'll probably be asleep anyways if we're going to oh, be Oh, absolutely, yeah. Yeah. But we all know we're, we're fine with you playing this game and letting us know how it goes. Just either message us, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, whatever, or even email us, hellonheelspodcast at gmail.com. We will happily talk about your experience. That's why this sounds familiar. I've seen that movie. Okay. Well, there you go. Yeah. Based on this ritual. Yeah, I'm, I'm not, I don't like this at all. I'm not ever doing this ever, period. The, I'm throwing out all my candles so my kids can't do it. You don't, you don't trust Jack and Annie to just use common sense? Jack, yes. Annie's wild. <laughs> that child is pure chaos. Annie's going to be the one in however long. She's going to be like, Mom, I listened to this podcast of yours, which, by the way, you're so old and so dumb. But I did the Midnight Man ritual last night while you guys were sleeping. <laughs> 
are going to be like, that's great. Get the hell out of my house. I love you, but it's time to go to college. I don't care if you're 12. Go get a door. <laughs> well, the, the other part is it talked about everyone in your house needed to play. Like, no dogs could be there and be safe. Like, your animals got to get out or play. And she that's not fair. better put a salt circle around my bed. <laughs> She's like, you guys are fine. I wouldn't even wake up mad if that happened and there was salt in my hair. <laughs> Go change my damn bed sheets. But no, Annie would 100%. That child knows no fear. And she is just pure chaos. So she would okay. be the one to to do this. Right now that you're aware of. You have a second one coming. That might just be her partner in crime. I really hope he just mellows her out. <laughs> her favorite game right now is falling off the couch. That's like, a game? Tumbling. She was laughing pretty damn hard. Like tumbling off of the couch. Head first. She rolls off her bed and she's fine. Or she's not fine. When she lands on a mattress. I think she was more upset that she woke up. Oh, okay. Yeah. That's fair. I get pretty upset when I wake up, too. Yeah, true. I don't like waking up. I would prefer to wake up just when I want to. Exactly. When my brain decides that's enough sleep. Really glad I put that mattress down, though. (laughs) It's not that far to the floor, right? Oh, no. It's not far at all, but we ripped the carpet up, so it's just hardwood floor. Oh, okay. Fair, fair, fair. That's fair. Yeah. I am trying to... I am actively trying to avoid any frontal lobe damage with my child. Frontal lobe damage is what I try to For, say. Well, I mean, I kind of feel like if she's tumbling off the couch, that feels like she's actively trying to damage that. I don't know why she is the way that she is. I do know it's because she's my child. She's just a free spirit. That's just, that's all we got. I did like the story. Oh, I knew you would. We love the paranormal rituals because we like to think about how and why would someone do that. And I still just have no clue. I mean, I don't understand it. I wouldn't do it. I feel like if I had to do one, it it would probably be this one. No. Out of all the ones we've talked about so far, if I had to, it would be this one. It would be not a Kill me first. No, thank you. <laughs> what do you mean it'd be this one? No, it'd be none. Look, I'm not going to play dead man's tag okay i'm not gonna play the elevator game i'm sure as hell not gonna play the uh what was the last one we talked about handles game yeah i'm not sure <laughs> not doing that what about dar umasan absolutely not uh no no if i had to do one this would be the most likely because for one it's only three and a half hours long okay valid I don't want to play any of them, but let me get more under our belts. Cause you're right right now. If I had someone force me to play one, I, this would be the one, right? Yeah. And I'm not doing it by myself. That's not happening. But maybe, maybe what you do is the first time the candle goes out, you just create your salt circle so you can lay down and wait until 333 AM. Yeah, probably going to do that. (laughs) I'm just saying like, if you're going to do one that don't just don't fall asleep. Oh, that's going to be tough. So maybe don't make the salt circle big enough to lay down. Yeah, I'm going to have to sit up. I mean, you can't even have your phone because it's a source of light that's breaking rules. So maybe position yourself in front of a window where you like on a full moon where you could read yeah. just enough. I mean, it'd probably hurt your eyes, but that's, that's fine. okay. They're already trash. Yeah, it's fine then. Yeah. Okay, done. We've got a plan. 
Okay, yeah, this is our plan. <laughs> this is our plan that we will never enact. Exactly. Done. For now. It might change with the next paranormal game. Thank you all for listening to Hell on Heels Podcast. To see pictures from this episode, you can follow us on Instagram at Hell on Heels Podcast, Twitter, Hell on Heels Potter, Facebook by searching Hell on Heels Podcast. You can find us on Linktree by typing in Hell on Heels Podcast Linktree. If you want to support us, please like, review, rate, share, and subscribe on your preferred listening platforms. If you want to take your support one step further so we can create more content for you, you can donate through our, through Patreon. We're working to release specials for our patrons. If you have our own true crime or paranormal stories, suggestions, or words of encouragement, please email us at HelenHealsPodcast at gmail.com. Thank you all so much for listening. Be sure to tell your friends to listen with you as well. Bye! Bye!